Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm going to be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate abner mares is a world champion boxer olympian sports commentator and most importantly dad to two little girls Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mares, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and man that he is. They'll chat about topics like the state of boxing, Abner's American dream, and being a husband and a girl dad, which is pretty rad. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Mares wherever you get your podcast. Episodes in English are out on Tuesdays, and episodes in Spanish are out on Wednesdays. Hi, this is Ruben off the cheek. I'm Pat Nevin. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to our month in review podcast. That's right, Nick's still wearing the same mustache as before. Uh, I think he's going to stick with it, actually. Would have been tough to do another one 30 minutes after the last recording, but... <laughs> It's true. Here we are. We're, we're, we're batch recording today on this Sunday. Um, but like I said, we've got the October awards, and we're also going to have uh, a little chat with Louis Benevente and talk about our partnership with Imperial Wharf. So we yeah. just figured we just let him hang out for the entire episode. So Dan, Nick, myself, here with Louis, going to be chatting about a lot of stuff. So, sir, we are excited to have you on. It's been a little bit. It has. I'm excited to be here as well. I, I, do, I love hanging out with you guys. You know, it's always fun. Especially when it looks like a World War II veteran, you know we can we can always appreciate that as well. <laughs> oh my God! Before we jumped on, uh, and I didn't, I was like not paying attention. Louis got onto the Zoom and just started rattling off his like documentary World War II voiceover, and it killed me. It was the funniest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a little taste, Louis, if you can. Okay. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the London is Blue podcast, episode 500. Here is the episode cast of Brandon Busby, Dan Dormer and Nicholas Villani. Off to get into the 500th episode of the podcast. Here we find our October month in review and we talk a little bit about a football club. Oh yes, it's a great time to be alive. Over to you now, Brandon Busby. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely, we're definitely going to hear from Don Mario on that one, uh, but it's going to be great. So anyways, um, you know, we have a lot to talk about in this one. And, and one of the things we want to start it off with, Nick, is we crossed this wild threshold of 500 episodes. Uh, we did it in the month of October, which is 
uh, while we're finally taking a breather to acknowledge what had happened. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, so 500. Wow. Holy smokes. Seven. This is our seventh season. Yeah, it was it was a little bit anticlimactic, to be honest, yeah. because we had made such a big deal out of 400. And we were like, man, can you guys imagine 500? And then like six months later, we're here and there's so much content that we like we went yeah. through the schedule a couple of weeks ago. And we were like, where the hell are we going to fit this thing in? We're doing like a podcast a day right now. Like it's bananas. So. Uh, 500's a ridiculous milestone. We never thought we would make 500 episodes happen. And the fact that it's been so fast and furious this season, we just wanted to take a, a quick minute, a little self-aggrandizement, and uh, and just enjoy it because, uh, Dan, 500 has come quickly for a reason, if, if as you noted in your in your tweet. Well, we've, yeah, we've just, we've been on a pretty breakneck pace. And, you know, I think... Look, there's been uh, a lot of bad things that have happened this year, but, you know, with uh, an ability to stay at home and maybe stay indoors a little bit more than previous, we have found a way to keep ourselves relatively sane, relatively speaking, by getting to chat about Chelsea on a more regular cadence than we have previously. And yeah, we, you know, we averaged from early February to now a pod almost every 2.58 days so uh, pretty breakneck little clip there. And it would be because we don't publish on weekends, really. So then if you take it the weekday, now you're like it probably pushing four, you know, or like a pod like closer to every day, I guess, you know, four a week. So it's been it's been wild. It's been a lot of fun. Um, obviously, it's not just us on our own, you know, doing this. We want to take a moment to celebrate this achievement, and say a massive thank you uh, to many of the people who helped us reach the milestone. Um, so I'll kick it off with Jake, uh, who's our, our faithful editor who stays up late at night and gets it out, you know, from a Sunday. So everyone's ready on a Monday morning, stays up late during the week after the champions league. Cause we usually don't record till eight o'clock central. And then he gets it all done for the next day. Um, and then we've added Bruce who's been doing our videos and graphics as well. Um, those are the two that I spend the most time with and are just massively grateful for you guys helping take what we spew into these microphones and making it into something that's uh, enjoyable for people on the other side. So a uh, huge thank you to you two. Um, Dan, you have a, a few people you want to name? Well, yeah, I think we've got some pretty regular contributors now to the show that really expanded like, where we go with our content. You know, we are kicking off the new series with Joe Tweeds, who's been a pretty reliable guest over the years. You know, probably our most capped guest at this point on the podcast. Uh, the, I know Louie's going to try to challenge him here in the future. Uh, Phil, uh, Chelsea <clears throat> Youth, um, is uh, also contributing on a more regular cadence with us now this season. And then, you know, Matt and, and Naz, uh, Matt Law and uh, Nazar Kinsella of uh, the tele- uh, the Daily Telegraph and of Goal.com, respectively, just the, the our kind of triumvirate, or sorry, a quad, four, four Fantastic Four that we've got going on here who are really helping us uh, up, up level the content too, which we know people have appreciated. Yeah, and, and I would just make a note of, of the community that we've built over the last six and a half years. Like, it's been a slow burn. You know, you don't you don't see, you know, crazy Twitter follower growth or, you don't you know, see a whole lot of, like, some of the dramatic uh, KPIs that people... Uh, put a lot of stock in it's been a slow burn we've had to earn a lot of trust over the years because we're american and because we were kind of new to the landscape in 2014 and i think just the consistency has has meant that we picked up 
some people who are maybe skeptical at first and, and that's pretty great but our community is the best part of doing this like it's not lip service that we're paying a like, genuinely thoughtful funny uh generous uh, you know, we've done a ton of fundraisers this year and people are hurting and we know that it's not easy to give when when you're kind of worried about your own security and people have given anyway uh they are it is it is shocking um to understand how how great people are in the midst of all the shit that's going on and uh we would not have this we would not be as energized to do this without you uh and and that extends to a community that i don't even participate in very much as a host of the show brandon and that is our discord patreon community right yeah i mean that's well over a couple hundred people now and uh the the match day madness thread uh is is wild we have you know just a, a ton of engagement and activity uh you know around the clock because we have people from all over the world in there uh and so that's been really cool to kind of see really take off you know from last year and and, and continued this year so again just a special shout out for those people because we end up uh getting to spend more time with them than than maybe some of the the rest of the community but it just doubles down on on the whole idea of a community um and and dan i can't believe you've read this many five-star reviews in that in the Apple <laughs> podcast store yeah for 1400 that is uh, quite the number of five-star reviews that we've seen over the years. And, you know, occasionally a one-star, mostly because of Nick. But, you know, ultimately, we, you know, those have well, gotten, got my one star you know, reviews, suppressed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 gotten suppressed by the overwhelming uh, support and uh, affection. I think everybody has been willing to share and uh, take a moment to do so. So thank you for those. And Dan's only butchered like 44% of those names. So I, I mean, know we're on a really good path. Uh, Expected butchering. Reviews. I'm actually, I'm actually below it. You know, typically you expect a, a butchering of around 55%. So if I'm <laughs> 44, I'm actually doing a really good job. Just, just like Chelsea's defensive record, Dan's getting better uh, every game here. Um, I, I will also, uh, we have to make note of the club who's, who's been kind enough to trust us and let us do a handful of interviews over the years. I think at this point, point we've interviewed 15 current or former players since we started which is not insignificant and and we know that you know hopefully there are, there are more to come this year uh, as well so it's just a massive shout out they've been extraordinarily kind to us when we've been able to travel to london to to do our thing and uh we'd be remiss uh without kind of giving them a ton of credit for for letting us in yeah and then you know kind of lastly but definitely not least lee because that's a word um mm. just everyone that's been on the show Right. Obviously, we've got Louis on today. Um, so you're, you're you know, in this group. Uh, we've had, you know, journalists, season ticket holders, you know, fans internationally from America, content creators, if they want to, you know, put themselves in, in that bucket. Uh, but no, I think we're just uh, so grateful for everyone that's joined us uh, from here, near, and far and, and contributed to it because, um, you know, we, we, say it we don't know everything we want different perspectives want to get different ideas and thankfully you've had an amazing group to to kind of call on in different situations for that so um with that being said nick we want to give back to said community one final shout out uh dane we missed you on 400 <laughs> and we're giving you a single person shout out on 500 we know you're going to listen to this and we just we love you so there you go. Um, and Dan, because right. you got that and I didn't, I will find you and I will kill you. Just saying, I'm going to find you. <laughs> oh, my you. God. It's a ticking moment. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Liam Neeson over here. I've got a particular set of skills. I'll make you laugh to death with my voiceover of World War II. 
No, just um, sit there and poke. Hey, 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 Dave. Hey, hey, Dave. Hey, hey, Dave. Hey. Leave me alone. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, all right. So we are, we're doing a little celebration because, again, uh, this is all in service of, of saying thank you. And we, we want to celebrate everybody who's helped us reach this ridiculous achievement. Uh, we want to, uh, to encourage our followers and listeners, um, whether it's through voice or tweet or you send us a DM on Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is, send us an email if you want contact at londonisbluepodcast.com whatever way you want to get in touch with us um send us a uh a message with your favorite moment episode or catchphrase whatever whatever kind of memory kind of comes to mind over the last six years um if you do include a tweet include the hashtag libp500 that would be super helpful so we can track it and we are going to give away five nike vapor kits color um so home third or away and player of your choice for the best answers um, that go along. Uh, these are these are quite pricey, but we're we're doing it because they're they're a delight. We have some ourselves, and we know how how nice the fit is. Um, and uh, and yeah, we just want to say thank you. We're gonna do more of this stuff throughout the year. This is not the only time we're gonna have the chance for our, our fans to to win some stuff. But uh, we just thought five five hundred nice little symmetry and numbers there. So uh, again, send us a message, and we will hopefully we'll give this like a week to run and uh and make it happen um so hopefully uh by international break weekend we'll have we'll have something to to talk about very very appreciative of you all um so let's go ahead and move over to october the month in review so just to give you a little reminder of uh how it went um we started off smashing crystal palace for nothing and then we had to come back to draw southampton and then we started champions league and drew nil nil at home to sevilla uh, then drew nil-nil away at Manchester United, which, based on last year's results, was a massive improvement. <laughs> uh, we went on the road to Russia, to Mother Russia, and beat Krasnodar 4 nothing. And then we just wrapped up with a match this past weekend on Halloween, beating Burnley away at Turf Moor 3 nothing. So, um, you know, I feel like I need to get you in, Louie. We were just were talking mm-hmm. about our own thing for a while there. Yeah, God, uh, so selfish. Can't I know, it. you're very patient. <laughs> um, we usually kick this off with our favorite match of the month. So um, you've got six to choose from. Which one Which one is your favorite? I, I think, well, the Burnley game, and I'm not just saying it because it's the most recent one. I think it's the game when you watch it. I feel that it kind of actually came together. Now, I know Burnley for Chelsea over the past few years has been a, a very... Well, I don't want to say easy, but it's been it's been a ground where we're pretty much safely guaranteed points, um, and I think we expect the result. But I think in the in the fashion we did, especially with some that get a lot of hate for Mason Mount, especially um, or players you know that that hadn't really quite delivered yet. For example, Hakim Ziyech kind of came through and and really shone, um, and it kind of showed that it was it was slowly coming together. Um, and obviously Zuma scored uh, an absolutely amazing header, which Alan Partridge's commentary would be proud of. Uh, and I, so, you know, I think it's, uh, it's yeah, it's that's 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 my favourite game. Um, that And then obviously you get Krasnodar as a close second. Again, not because they're back-to-back, just because, again, it was, you know, getting three points on the board in the Champions League as well. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I tried to say Palace, but the more I think about it, I'm just like, not really. We had two pens, you know, we it wasn't really our lineup when you talk about Burnley and kind of seeing what is hopefully a much closer version to the settled team and, and everything, 
Um, you're right. It does. It does give me a lot more hope for the future. I know, Dan, you obviously said Burnley too, but maybe you got some different reasons. No, it's the same reasons. It's the fact that it's the culmination of building out from the back and trying to build off of strong defensive performances. So, you know, the holding Sevilla to nil nil, keeping Man United out, getting to a point where we all scored in in fair fair measure against Krasnodar and then managed to keep a clean sheet there too. All really good stuff. And so I think this was the game where it didn't start off super great. But it ended the way the second half was was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I think it's hard not to look. It's hard to look past the Berlin result. That's fair. Uh, Nick with the late write in. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. So I picked the Man United result, which I think is going to shock people because it was it was a really difficult game and not exciting to watch. But if you think about the context of that game, we had just given up three goals to Southampton. We're thinking about, you know, is this team ever going to really get it together defensively, right? Capitulated, you know, in a, in a bad way multiple times early in the season. Then you go on the road in a game that you really, if you're Lampard, you can't lose, you know, because, you know, you can't lose to Ole again. Um, and, and you pull off a really, really stout defensive performance. You you could argue that Man, Man United had the better of the chances in the game, and you'd probably be right. But I think it's an important performance to just get out of that with a draw and, and keep moving and then understand that we have some really winnable matches coming up. So uh, I, I'm going to pick that as, as the most important result of the of the entire month. Um, with uh, with Krasnodar being second most important because of just where we were in the table. So that United result was when Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was on uh, Sky, I believe. Yeah. And he said, if Chelsea go on and win the next five, this will be vindicated. Now, we have gone on to win the next two, and it's it's progress, right? And I think that was his point. His point was sometimes you have to take a step back to be able to take many steps forward. Um, and that's what he was arguing with Patrice Evra, who was just losing his mind at how bad United are. But, hey, you know, that that's kind of on him. So um, I, I do want to, I guess, well, yeah, what, what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. Um, we're going to continue with uh, the October Ward soon, the three-month word review. Three-word month review. It doesn't Boy. fit. It doesn't flow. Three-word review of the month. Um, and obviously a lot more that we're going to get into with the, the rest of the awards. So uh, thanks to the sponsors for financially supporting the show, and uh, we'll be right back. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. 
Try Indeed out with the free $75 credit at Indeed.com forward slash podcast. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com forward slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Fellas, 2020 has made it hard for us to stay as hygienic as we should be. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped have made it easier to do just that. Manscaped is on a mission to change the grooming game with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products, and they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. As I am the hairiest person on this show, Brandon and Dan both elected for me to do this ad read. But, to their chagrin, I actually own Manscaped products already, including the Lawnmower 2.0 trimmer, but they have gone and done even better. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replacement ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents, which is a very good thing. The waterproof technology also allows for you to groom in the shower and for up to 90 minutes. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Their perfect package comes with two free gifts and other liquid formulations to complete your grooming routine. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free so that you know you're in good hands. They even have a crop reviver to keep you fresh in the steamiest of conditions. Their foot duster foot deodorant is so good that it can reduce even the odor of the smelliest, dirtiest feet. All of this means that in the middle of the summer, with peak humidity, that you're doing everything you can to stay fresh. Use the code LONDONISBLUE and get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. If you want to do a better job of grooming, all you have to do is go to their site, hit a few buttons on your phone, and you will change your life for the better. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code LONDONISBLUE, all one word. Upgrade your grooming routine with the luxury products of Manscaped. All right, so here it is. A three-word review that happens to be about a month, all right? And wow. the month was, was October. <laughs> So, that flows even less, Brandon. I, I look. There's there's no way to not trip. <laughs> there's over no that. flow with Brandon Busby's so, game here. I just <laughs> took the long way around it and just uh, avoided it completely. So, uh, Dan, you uh, you got some help from Phil over at Chelsea Youth, huh? Well, I, this one I think was really more. It was a he tweeted, "You're welcome, Brandon." It's true. Which is this is the second tweet to it? But he went with Edward F. Mendy. And that was it. That that was the tweet. It look he uh well we'll get into some of that. But yes, I appreciate it because he was offering support for the GK Union, which uh, we always appreciate and <laughs> and deal with. Um, but we had some other ones, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Caden with bad, better, best. We had Kiernan with keep it up. Uh, Harish with Mourinho is proud. Uh, Danny Schmidt with what is Lampard ball? Question mark. Nick uh, Dory with Mendy, our savior, and then Tana with a very good finding our balance. So not as much playfulness with the month in review, but again, this is a newer one. We're, we're going to step it up next month, I'm sure. Look, it's trickier. A lot more to go in there. Harish with the Mourinho's proud is interesting, um, but I kind of get where he's coming from. Uh, Nick, what did you have for, for yours? Back to front. Uh, so multiple meetings in this, but I, I think... The, you know, two steps backward, you know, to, to go one step or two steps forward, I think is right. You know, the solidity that you build up with the same back line or a similar back line and a, and a goalkeeper that's healthy uh, has made a world of difference. And then finding the balance that I think we found against Krasnodar and parts and then certainly against Burnley is massive for this team moving forward. It doesn't mean that all these players are going to be healthy at the same time. It doesn't mean that every result's going to go our way, but 
there there seems to be a better methodology now for how the ball is moved up field and how our back line is communicating and all that stuff. And I think it just makes a massive, massive difference. So um, back to front. I get it. Definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, Dan, over to you. Flip the script. So we were conceding goals. We were all offense and no defense. And we have found a way to completely reverse that. And actually, you know, I think Nick pointed to build back into a situation where we not only can keep a clean sheet, but we can score as well. So, you know, Lampard was getting the criticisms. Mason Mount was getting the criticisms. We end the month with Lampard's figured it out. Mason Mount so great as a midfielder. It's every storyline that was kind of coming in to the month of October has been, I mean, if you were writing the paper starting off with the month of October and you're going to go to the end, you have to rip it up and start all over again because this is a, it's a new look Chelsea. Yeah, without a doubt. I think, Louis, you're continuing in on that kind of idea and, and thought process. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think one of my big concerns coming into the season was fully down to the the amount of players we signed and how quickly they would gel. And uh, as the season's gone on, we've obviously seen players coming in and out of the squad. You know, we've, we've seen Lampard kind of struggle with that that front five almost of, of players and who he's going to select. Um, but now it seems he's he's kind of settled. He's found what he wants and he's found a winning formula. Um, and I, I've put it's coming together because there's, there's you know there's no guarantee that it has um, because as we've seen Chelsea can well this month especially Chelsea can have a bit of a uh, one they can have one good week and one bad week, which is very much the story of last year as well. So, I mean, if you're looking at the back end, beating Krasnodar, which by the way, I think that the scoreline I, I felt was very flattering. I think Krasnodar mm-hmm. were a very, very good side. Um, and the, I think that scoreline to them does look very unfair, but I don't care because we scored four goals. So whatever. Uh, but I think that, you know, we that, that, that result and the Burnley game kind of showed Chelsea's capabilities and how deadly our front line can be and also how important Edward Mendy was at the back. That that was a big signing. And, you know, if Christoph Lollachon scouts him, if Petr Cech believes in him, then, you know, I, I, I back them to make the right decision. And it seems to be working out very well, as does the signing of a 36-year-old centre-back, which I think a lot of people doubted, but he's proven his class and proven his mental in the Premier League after a few dodgy games, and especially the the game against West Brom. You know, he's come in and he's, he's, he's been remarkably solid. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's slowly but surely coming together. We'll have to see what it happens game by game, month by month. But uh, I'm happy this month. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. I put cleaning the sheets because obviously we had five clean sheets out of six matches, which is pretty, pretty good. Um, and but those I think- sheets were dirty after September, <laughs> baby. Oh, boy. Wow. Rough month. <laughs> Rough month for Brandon. Had to get rid of the bed bugs. Any- well, anyways, okay. Like, let's stick to the clean sheet <laughs> that we know of when the football world. Um, but I think, you know, your guys especially talks about an evolution, a process, a growth throughout this month. Um, and I think that's definitely what, you know, is the definite overall theme to, to October for sure. Um, the, the next one we have up is our Player of the Month Award. So this would be the second one of the season. Last month was Zuma. Um, you know, you could have had a bunch of different people there. Werner's had a good month. Mendy, obviously, Chilwell coming on and, and kind of making his name known in, in the Chelsea team. And, and you know, Tiago Silva, that 36-year-old center back you're just talking about. So, um, 
we're kind of we're actually we're split 50 50 so nick you and i had mendy dan and louis had timo Werner. i did have timo i switched to mendy in hindsight um why why did you have edouard mendy as your player of the month yeah i mean lots of competition here right but i think if if the theme of your month is you know defensive solidity and figuring out the five you know five out of six matches having a clean sheet and the only one that mendy didn't play was the one where we let in a bunch of goals uh i think that's the that has to kind of factor into it right it's it's not that he's the only player that helped those clean sheets happen it's that he's so clearly our number one and i think to me the addition of him means that there are a lot of other pieces that can kind of move around the board more freely so i i think he is uh he's my player of the month and and i'm really excited for what he can bring to this this team uh throughout the season yeah that was kind of a little bit for me too just like it is the biggest change in the team so therefore um you know i i felt like it is a credit because like you said when he doesn't play we see a huge fall off obviously to your two gentlemen's points you know not having timo Werner doesn't mean we can't score but obviously having timo Werner makes it a hell of a lot easier louis it does um he's playing superb this month obviously what looked like a slow start in terms of his goal scoring record at chelsea you know he's, he's kind of rectified that um i think he scored one of my favorite goals i've seen in a very long time when he uh when he went round the uh, Southampton keeper and nodded it in. Um, but having said that and having heard Nick's point on, on Edward Mendy, I, I am going to have to submit and agree that Edward Mendy probably is the player of the month. And also he's got big arms. So if it comes to, you know, saying that to his face, he, he won't hit me because his reach is a lot longer. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think I will concede, but you know, Werner has been superb and it's, it's hard. I don't, I don't like selecting. Yeah. I think it's, it's a very difficult one, but you can make a hell of a lot of case for Chilwell too. Like I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Chilwell's been amazing this month and and really played well. I I think is a huge part of the clean sheets too, Dan. I mean, mm. like it's it's not a it's hard to pick a single person when the results have been pretty solid. Well, I think we look back to last month with Zuma taking the award. It was the sense of that the results were mixed and Zuma was like the best of uh, actually kind of maybe some of some bad situations because our attackers weren't finding the back of the net. Our midfield composition was awkward. Our, you know, we were rotating through center back pairings and right back and left back were changing and Kepa had some starts. And so this month having the option of saying, it could be Timo Werner because what he has been able to do and how he's been able us to go out and score, you know, fanta- fantastic brace and, you know, the, the goal that Lynn Louis was talking about versus uh, Southampton. We talk about the fact that, you know, Chilwell has come in and shown the value of what it means to be a Premier League player and why you pay maybe a little bit extra versus buying, you know, a continental player who is, you know, 20, 30 you know, million, maybe cheaper, but takes time to get up to speed. And, you know, Silva uh, plays a big part in that defense as well. I mean, I, 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 I was split. I could have gone with Mendy and have no problem that Mendy is our, our guy for the month. Uh, I think Timo has done a lot too, but I mean, yeah, you, you, some of the saves that Mendy made were really, really top drawer. And, you know, what he does and how he impacts everything else is is pretty important. You know, he adds so much solidity, so much calm in the back. And, you know, I think people will uh, tweet at us or talk at us during the match. And 
they'll be like, you know, I feel so much better on a on a cross now, on a free kick now. Like I don't have this overwhelming sense of dread. <laughs> and like that alone is such a such a wonderful effect, Brandon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're not gonna have to ask me to praise a goalkeeper more than once when uh, when they do something <laughs> right. So I, I won't I won't necessarily drag that on. Um, but on the flip side, goal of the month, right? So this is always fun, especially when we we've had some. Right, we've we've got some goals to choose from this month. Um, okay, interesting. So Dan, I'll go back to you right away. Um, you have one from the Southampton three three draw. Yeah, Tim, Timo's first Premier League goal for the club, where he dummied himself and allowed the ball to roll past. And not only, like he had to work really hard for that goal. I think it. And when you watch it at full speed, you're like, oh, okay, you know, like, you know, he's just, he's super fast and he was able to make space, no issue. But he pulls four defenders and then shoots across goal left as the keeper and everybody else is going right and had to do a lot of work for it. And so to me, that was my favorite goal of the month. Very, very easily. Yeah. His, that was like a, one of our first times getting to see his speed in, into space and it was super enjoyable. Uh, Nick, recency bias, but I like this one. I thought about it. Yeah, I I love a good header, and there there's been no better header scored at Chelsea over the last couple of seasons than what Zuma just did against Burnley. I mean, it was it's exactly what you expect a center back header to be uh, just pure power, bullet right past the uh, the guy on the far post. Um, I, I'm really happy for Zuma. Uh, on that header too because i know he's missed his fair share and that to me is like you know it's a way to come back and and be better um you know and and kind of show your class plus he has three goals already this season you know we 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 miss gary cahill because he added something from a goal scoring perspective to, to the team uh when he was playing regularly at chelsea and so if zuma can get six seven goals this season i mean that's massive output uh, from a center back so really happy for him and that goal was outstanding it's it's my picture perfect center back header goal yeah <laughs> it, it definitely was uh all right louis over to you sir yeah i i i agree nick that was a great goal just like it was just the perfect. those 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 fill me with so much joy but the, the the technical ability i mean we've already spoken about his first goal timo Werner, but the technical ability for that second goal where he just he gets the ball and he just flicks it over the keeper's head and he just keeps running and he basically he just lets it land on his head. He doesn't do anything and he just nods it in the back of the net. It's just, it was, it was so calm. It was so, it was clinical. It, it's, it was an assassin's goal. Okay. It's one that should be in the Hitman series. That's something which they should base the next game on. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, fair enough. I like that. Um, that's yeah. That, that's been one of my favorite goals at Chelsea for a very, very long time. Um, and yeah, that's that's my goal of the month personally. I, I loved it. It was beautiful. Right. The most technically gifted goal for sure. I mean, that was crazy. Yeah, hundred percent. Anticipated it, got his run in, saw the keeper coming out, you know. He had a lot to deal with, obviously, in a short amount of time and, and got it done. So um yeah, kudos to to team on that one. Uh I went with the Ziesh goal versus Burnley. Um mm. I, I enjoyed the team play aspect of it. Mm. Um maybe not like the best goal you know he he got very lucky that he pulled it through a couple players legs and you know you know pope didn't really do much about it but you know again getting the ball out wide 
finding feet inside the box, able to have Tammy lay it off and, you know, have that chemistry and, and the buildup that we had over and over in Burnley, honestly. Um, it's just, I, I just really appreciated, like I said, so many people involved in, in kind of the unselfish play that just led to it, you know, and, and that doesn't always happen. A striker in the box with the ball, they probably want to turn, get a shot off themselves. You know, that's why we pay them is to score. But uh, Tammy is very selfless, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm really loving this kind of team first mentality that Frank is building within the group. Um, and that was just kind of a, a product of it. So yeah, I, that's I actually don't write it down to luck as much. If you go back and watch it, he puts a really, really silky smooth curl on that, too. And, you know, I, I do think Pope got cemented in place. It just seemed like he didn't want to move at all as we watched the game yesterday. <laughs> but Ziyech definitely has some, some sauce that he put on that one. And I think that that also caused a little bit of confusion, too. I didn't think Pope thought mm-hmm. it was going to go that way. Well, yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, you think that Arian Robin on the left foot bending in the back post. So, um, but yeah, it, it was well done. Um Okay, well, last one up here is, is surprise of the month, which is an interesting topic for us to have because we can kind of pull a lot of different things out. But it's, hey, what what were you not expecting to see this month based on what we've already seen this season? And it was a clean sweep from all of us. So um, <laughs> it was all about defensive solidity, the clean sheets. Um, if anything, I guess, Dan, you have a, a, a secondary surprise within that defensive kind of alignment. Well, because we all talked about the fact that we saw five clean sheets from all competitions, I had to come up with a, what was a another thing that was surprising? And I think Rudiger finding his way back into a starting lineup over Fakayo Tomori is a super interesting one. You know, we get all the club pieces around Fakayo staying and the fact that he pulled the deadline day. I'm not going to go to West Ham. I'm going to stay and fight for my position here. But now Rudiger is the one who makes it back into a starting lineup. That is one that I I think we're still going to track. There's still going to be lots of questions about it until we see Fakayo play again this season. I mean, obviously being out of the League Cup gives us, you know, less fixtures where we might play around i mean we clearly have a a first choice pairing in silva and zuma at the moment and what we've been asking for is for frank to not to rotate that to build a solid back line and stick with it so then you know rudiger christensen and tamori are all the the you know unfortunately the victims of that which is okay because we do want that solid back line but rudiger making the return ahead of christensen who seemed favored at one point and particularly fakayo who was decided to stay and fight for the position that to me is going to be a story that i'm just going to continue to track and going to have questions about until we see him play again yeah i think another like individual surprise obviously petter check being signed to the the premier league squad (laughs) yeah baby what in the world is that i was i I mean apparently for the month of september he was the best goalkeeper in training which is like you know i know it's easy to joke about but like if that's the case, then if you're Frank and you're looking at what's going on and he's able to be registered as a player in, in a, you know, extremely dire circumstance, right? Like you would have to do it. And I, I think the more than anything, that is just a morale boost to the team type of thing to do, you know, to, to bring in a guy that is training every day. Anyway, it's not like you're just bringing him off the street, you know, <laughs> he's, he's there, he's doing the business. 
I think it's a morale thing. And and obviously Mendy is, is the guy now, so it's not going to make that big of a difference. But I, I had four, the formations as my maybe wrinkle on the on the clean sheet deal. I mean, five out of six matches in October being clean sheets is like is crazy. I mean, it's it's you gave up three goals all month, uh, which is is amazing. So um, I'm going to go three different formations. You know, obviously Frank started with a four two three one. That was interesting. Um, not our favorite formation by any means. Then went three back against United, uh, which is a, a callback to the performances we put in last year in clutch situations and I think it was it was warranted and then evolving it into the 4-3-3 that was so dominant against Burnley I think Louis that that to me just shows that this team is flexible but I think the 4-3-3 is is the way we'd like to see it moving forward absolutely absolutely I I think that that, that, like I said, that was the game where it all came together and you don't fix what's what's not broken. And I think that, you know, the way we played, the way the game flowed, you know, the, the, well, the flexibility that was shown in the side to be able to do whatever they needed to do to get the result as well. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled by that. I'm happy. So, you know, I'd say the four, three, three is it's, it's the baby now it's, it's the bad boy. It's your secret weapon. I'd say that's, that's the one we stick with. And that's the, that's the one we go with. I, I wouldn't mind switching to three back. Like for example, I understood why Frank did it against United, but the, cause I mean, when we played a four at the back against them, we just got torn apart. Um, but I think that it's a case of what we, we, it was great to have a clean sheet against United, but it did look like a performance where we were just scared to to do anything. Um, and it was just a case of damage limitation from both sides and no one really had the final edge. Whereas in, in again, I know it's Burnley. Um, in, in the game against Burnley, we were just, just, it's just, it just looked so fluid. It looked so clean. The way we moved off the ball, just everything was, was, was picture perfect for me. Um, and you know, I, th- I think that that is a formation which which we should be sticking with now. I think the three back um, is going to be our rotational formation mm-hmm. moving forward. You can fit a lot of pieces into that that maybe don't get regular playing time. Mm-hmm. Your Alonzos, your Emersons, your Tamoris, your Rudigers. You know, without risking too much. You know, it's a it's a decent formation for Kovacic. We've seen him play well in a three back. And it's a really good formation for Giroud as well. Um, mm. We've seen some of our better performances last year from him when he's able to hold the ball up and bring wingbacks and, and attacking players forward as well. So I think when everyone needs a rest or you know, our starting 11 needs a rest, that's a really good formation to fit some puzzle pieces together. Mm. Yeah. No, that's a good call. All right, so the the last thing we want to touch on in this episode, obviously the main reason why we brought Louis on is to talk about Imperial Wharf. So in case you missed it, um, we are sponsoring a football club. So there's that. Um, Louis, you, I guess, are the chairman, question mark, of Imperial Manager. Wharf? I'm chairman, manager, head of scouting, head of esports, head Laundry. of merchandise sales. You know, actually, no, we actually have a kit man. Ironically, oh, he's amazing. Kit, kit me, he's a, he's a bloke. So obviously, um, you know, I'm, I'm more active than Nick in, in the Discord. Uh, and mm, I was sure. whacking the. Uh, you really are. I whacked in the. <laughs> I you see really Nick. Are. That's not a lie. It's literally the the word. The first thing I see Nick put in the Discord is, "Sorry guys, I'm not here very often, but this is awesome." I'm there like, cool, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least it's not somewhere else where I need to talk to Nick. You know, he's somewhere else where I just have to just keep it concise. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we actually got a guy, Kitman Benj. He's he's a Crystal Palace fan, unfortunately. Um, but he's uh, he's got these. Um, he does all our kits. 
he's brilliant. There's literally, uh, if you watch the videos, there's a bloke who just says the most random, amazing things. I'm sure, have you guys seen him already? Just He just stands there and just says something completely out of the blue. Like, yes, last week we were playing a game and uh, there was a bloke who was there in white and he had just mud all down the front of his shirt. And we just stood there watching, all very intense, very serious. And he stands there, he goes, doesn't he look like the bloke at the Purcell advert? And we just sat there just going, what are you talking about? It's like out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, no, I am, to keep it concise, and I was going to ramble there, I am I am indeed the chairman. Yes, chairman, owner, extraordinaire, just all around great guy, if I'm honest. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, just to clarify real quick, so we're the, the sleeve sponsor. Um, which I, we'll leave it at that because um, we've had some funny conversations around it. So we're obviously not the primary sponsor, and that's okay. We're we're dipping our toes in the water here. So tell us who is Imperial Wharf, what is Imperial Wharf, where are you guys playing? I mean, this is, this is all related to the football pyramid, kind of. Mm. Um, just give us the, the debrief real quick. What is an Imperial Wharf? What even is it, Louis? So it's, Tell us. It's, it's a football club. We've just clarified that. There's 11 blokes that run on the pitch for 90 minutes every week. Um, so there's that. Uh, but I think, you know, as a as a club, you know, we're... I, I kind of... Obviously, I did 100% Chelsea, and I kind of wanted a new challenge. And I set out with a couple of mates. One of them was George Akelia. Uh, the other one was a friend from uni. They'd, they'd gone on to do their own stuff now. They're doing amazingly. Um, and we kind of just wanted to do something where we can shine a light on, on footballing talent, but also, you know, reciprocate some of the amazing football culture that, you know, as people, um, and, you know, we, we, but the plan is from there, so we build a body of content and then we're going straight into the pyramid. We've already had conversations. Um, and the plan is just to, to work our way up really. Um, can, can you explain someone... the pyramid to, to our listeners who maybe don't know as much about the, the Ill- footballing Illuminati, pyramid? right? That's Illuminati. Basically, yes, yeah, so that's the Illuminati. Um, oh, apparently Siri likes the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uncomfortable. Um, Get, getting a little too close to home there for Siri, I think. I don't like that. He's like, stop listening. Um, yeah, no. Um, so you got you kind of got 10 steps, I believe it is. So obviously at the very top, you've got the Premier League. Um, then you have the Championship, League One, League Two. And then from there, it goes into what is what is non-league. So League Two, all your players have to be paid. They have to be professional. Um, and it goes from there. Then you've got the conference. Then it splits into North and South. And then from there, it goes, uh, I think, I'm, I'm still learning. Uh, it goes Ryman, I believe, or, or Ismian. Then it goes uh, Bostic. Then it goes, sort of, it all, it's all becomes regional. Uh, so where we'd be going, if when we go when we go into the Premier properly next year, will be the Wimbledon District League, which is also the same division which uh, AFC Wimbledon started in. So we kind of like trying to really do the full zero to hero journey, um, and it's and it's it's awesome. You know, some I've I've really enjoyed it, especially this season. Um, I've not enjoyed the rain and the wind as much as I thought I might, um, but you know, I'm I'm not going to stand under an umbrella. I'm no Steve McLaren, so. You know, we um we've got that and we've got some amazing volunteers, some amazing people involved. Um, and without them the club wouldn't run very simply. You know, there's 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 um there's Pran, who's a club secretary. She's she's one of the only people who, when I'm doing something stupid, she can actually tell me to stop doing it. So that's kind of why she's there. So if I start doing something, she kind of like 
she she's like she has the authority to backhand me. That's actually something which the mm. somehow I let all the staff agree was a thing. Uh, but yeah, so uh, there's there's that. You have got obviously Benji already mentioned Steve. Um, Steve I've known for like years. He's like a fantastic. Well, he's just he's the same age as me, but he's got this this air about him, and he's a, he's a fantastic coach, and he he really keeps people ticking. And Nico, which obviously I don't know if you guys remember from 100% Chelsea. Um, mm. And the Chelsea Agra podcast I do, he's our our fitness coach, and uh, yeah, he's 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 good as well. He he used to train John Jones uh, in Muay Thai, which is which is I thought was pretty cool. Oh. Um, yeah, so he's 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 on it. Um, but yeah, it's um it's basically so the, the the whole idea of the club is for me. I put it out on, on Twitter the other days. I kind of I don't I don't want it to become people's second club. You know, that's 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 not fair. I, but I want it to almost be like. I want people to feel welcome. It's a family club where anybody can come and anyone can create something and, and create an atmosphere. We had, <laughs> we had a few guys from my old uni um, wanting to come down with pyro and, and stuff like that and just create an atmosphere and do really <laughs> cool stuff like that. Um, and we just want people, the beauty of it is it's, it's not a YouTube football team. I don't want people to think it's just, you know, obviously that's how it started. You know, I wanted to have a YouTube football team, but for me, it's, it's so much more. It just happens to be a football club that happens to have a good presence online. And, you know, we want people to feel like they can, obviously while Chelsea aren't playing, for example, you can't be in the stadium. We want you to feel like you can come watch us and and engage and enjoy a bit, just a bit of football, you know, get out there and enjoy a bit, which is, you know, the the experience which a lot of people have said to us. They've just said they've enjoyed being able to watch live football. And we want people to feel like they can come and be part of the journey. And, you know, that's why I'm so grateful that you guys, you know, got in contact with me, Brandon sort of saying, like, you know, right, what do we do? How do we do this? Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's something which it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm really enjoying and it's, and it's awesome. And yeah, I think that's not much of an elevator pitch because we would have gone up about 123 stories at that point, but you know, that's kind of the, the ins and outs of, of what it is. All right. Talk, talk quickly about where you, where do you guys play? Okay. You know, like it, it's give a, give us a little bit of, of context there and then, uh, pick out, uh, a, a player that it, as we're watching the YouTube clips that you want us to, to hone in on and, and give a hard time to, because hard time, a hard time. Wow. We, we, we got to support this club. Come on. No, what's I'm this? Imp- Imperial war fan TV. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a go, Louis. Um, he was rubbish the last game. We need to get him out. <laughs> Just run it um, through the media like Mourinho, man. There you uh, go. Just sit this. Just wave me out like that. I actually did that to the ref the other day. That was that was embarrassing. I got nearly got sent off for that. He didn't like it. Um, I tried it. it <laughs> that would have been good content. He's like, I was like, ref, no, 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 no. So like, don't do that to me. I'll send you off. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Just some like really angry bloke on Hackney Marshes. Don't want to mess with that. Um, so you yeah. play at Hackney Marshes, yeah? No, we don't. That was our away game. We actually haven't oh. had a home game yet, unfortunately. Um, hmm. And obviously with the lockdown, we don't know when that will be. But we're actually we're playing in, in West London. Unfortunately, there are no actual eleven aside pitches that are good that are two that are close to Stamford Bridge. That was kind of the plan. Because the Imperial Wharf, for people that don't know, is literally a station two minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically, yeah, we play in Shepherd's Bush for my sins. Obviously, quite near to QPR. Um, uh, in a and it's, it's just a, it's just a standard grass pitch currently. Dream is obviously to, to move to a stadium and, and all that stuff long term. Uh, but we're playing in West London currently. Um and uh and yeah, that's that's our home ground and we train on Thursday nights and and yeah, if people want to come down, get involved in any way, shape or form. I mean anyway, if someone thinks they got they're good enough to put the boots on because you know they were trialing at I don't know, 
Charlton to the under eights, but then they had a knee injury and that ended their career, you know, come down and, and give it a go. Um, but also we've got media, we've got stuff. If you want to run a tea hut, just tell me and you can have it. It's sort of one of those where it's like, it's, we just want people to come and engage and, and feel that everyone's welcome. And it's, it's not just a call to arms of just come down and watch. Just kind of, you know, come the beauty of, I feel of the club right now is because it's so young. Anybody can leave their own mark on it. And that's what I really appreciate. I mean, it's, it's, it's molding all the time. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a track which we're going down, but I like the little offshoots. I like all the stuff which people are bringing to it, but yeah, it's, it's great. So I think some people might be a little confused about why we wanted to, to jump into something like this. Mm -hmm. And so what I, what I would say is that, um, is majority of our audience are international fans. Um, we hear about the footballing pyramid. We hear about non-league football. We hear about Saturday leagues, Sunday leagues. Um, but this was a great way for us to tie ourselves to a friend, to a Chelsea-affiliated, you know, group of people as well, um, and and use this as a way for us to follow them, learn, you know, get to see it at a different level. I mean, when we go, we try to, we've been to a championship match. It was Fulham, so whatever. But we want to go to some non-league. We want to see League One. Like, we're just trying to immerse ourselves in kind of this this amazing culture that exists there because in America, we have franchises, right? And it's a very different thing. So um, it's just a perfect way for us to link up and, and support him uh, and the team and and use it as a way for us to continue to learn about the game from top to bottom in in England. So, um, you know, essentially a lot of the money goes to essentially the operating costs of the club. And um, we're going to do some cool stuff in the future as well that we've talked about uh, with Luis. So we're just waiting to get some some more fun ways to, to connect. But for those listening that want to connect right away, check them out on social. Um, and I, I will go from there. We're going to be doing some kit giveaways of Imperial mm -hmm. Wharf kits, which is really exciting. Um, and, and speaking of the kit, that was also very Chelsea-influenced as well, right? Obviously, you're going to be biased with everything you do for this club it, to be, you know, Chelsea-related. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of, when we started, so obviously George is a Tottenham fan and uh, Matty was an Everton fan. And I was kind of there going, I, I obviously was very much down the track that it was, it was blue um, because the, how the club actually came about was the summer before, AFTV asked me, can you get 12 blokes together, Chelsea fans, and, and get a game sorted? That that never happened. They bottled it. Uh, but, you know, it's um, it's it's a case of, you know, we, that came about and then we came together and then the rule was there was no red allowed on the kit whatsoever. None. So it was a case which was very much down the track of, okay, well, Louis is a Chelsea fan, Matt is an Everton fan, let's just go with blue. Um, actually, you know, they've, they've moved on and stuff. And then we've got the, uh, yeah, the kit is it's lovely. I, I I can't say anything else at the minute. I've been told I have to stay quiet. Um, obviously, you know, you, you guys have seen it already, mm -hmm. kind of. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, but it's uh, it's lovely. The away kit's lovely as well. It's uh, quite cool. It's very Chelsea-orientated. Uh, the away kit, however, is a little play on something else. But, yeah, it's... Um, it's nice. It's nice. It's a it's a fun little number. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to it. We will help we will help, you know, uh retweet and everything once you obviously do announce it, um, unveil it. Uh but if you want to get more information, like I just gonna be honest with you, we've got an Imperial Wharf channel in our Discord. Louis in there. 
Uh, we have a lot of questions about it. Uh, the highlights, you know, are on YouTube that they do every single week. Um, and, you know, we talk about it and we enjoy it. So if you're interested and when you get more information, I just highly encourage you to to jump into the Discord and uh, check out the Imperial War channel. But uh, Louis, thanks, man. We're we're excited that you let us, uh, you know, some 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 foreign investors get involved in your club. <laughs> no, honestly, like when when you guys approached me, it was it, I didn't need to think about it. It was it's fantastic. I really do appreciate the the help. You know, it was obviously in a time like this as well when a lot of football clubs are struggling. You know, we've seen Macclesfield go down in the leagues already. We've seen a lot of clubs say they're going to fold. Um, it was really, I'm really grateful and all the players are really grateful and everyone's really grateful that you guys have, have decided to get involved, especially my captain, by the way, he, um, he, Josh, Josh, he's, he's, he loves the, uh, I've been to love the, when I asked where everyone's from in the discord, which is, and it's amazing that where everyone's from is watching us by the way, as well. Um, put that in the chat and he was straight on it. He's kind of, oh, I love that. Can I want to be involved? I want to see it. This is fantastic. And people, all the lads really do appreciate everyone, you know, helping. Like even like one view makes a difference for us. You know, it's, it's one where it can really help us there. And if, if you're UK based and you're London based, you know, just if you follow me on, on Twitter and you follow obviously Imperial Wharf and all that stuff as well, we'll keep you up to date with, with all the fixtures and stuff as well. But, um, but yeah, it's honestly like guys, it's, it's, I'm, I'm really grateful that you, you chose me to get involved and you know, it's, um, it's been, it's been fantastic. And uh, long, long may this partnership continue until yeah. Nick decides to kill me or something. He just doesn't like me. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> that went dark. That was so happy and you took it to a dark I'll, place. I'll be honest. I was going to end on a really positive note. Now I, have, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I mean, it's, I just worried. I think Nick's just sad because I've been bullying him for his moustache while we've been, uh, in in the middle bits and stuff as well. That's why I'm worried he might hurt me. That's all. You, you can't you can't bully this gloriousness. Look at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go, baby. Um, where where are you guys at in the table? Final, final note as as it stands today. Currently, we're top of the league. Oh baby, yeah! let's go. Top of the league. Top of the. We've got we're in the cup as well. We're top of the league in the cup because it's like a Champions League format. Okay, wait, but no, last question to get him out of here on. So, so Louis, what's your managerial style? Who's your comp? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I I like to think it's not a nice mixture between Mourinho because he's my idol, with with a little bit of, um, it's like a bit of flair in there. You got you got some Italian in there as well. So a bit of Conte as well. I'm talking with the styling, but. Apparently, I just look more like and behave more like a mixture of Sam Allardyce and Neil Warnock. So it's kind of, it's kind of, there's no, there's no middle ground. So I'm there going, I can't, boys, we've got this. But apparently, it's like, get your heads in the game, get your nut on it. It's very Sunday League. Just punch it long. That's your entire, just route one. Just we have, we have a bloke <laughs> who, <laughs> so it's not Steve. Steve's made that very, very clear. He's like, okay, now we're playing the ball on the floor. We're being nice. But there was a game last when it got tasty in the game. Last Last week, which we're gonna, I'm gonna upload tomorrow. Um, so I need to finish editing it. Uh, it did hit the point where our goalkeeper, uh, who is also a Chelsea fan, who is a fantastic goalkeeper, and I know Brandon's already very keen on, on looking more into him. Um, he's just started pumping it long, so just knocking the ball and trying to do what we can. Hold on, can we, can we potentially, since uh, since Brandon is is a part of the ownership group here, um, can we, uh, can we? Get Brandon to play the check role at some point. To... Oh, I've already put Brandon on the squad list. Ironically, <laughs> I've already done it. I was going to save it until until you guys asked, and I was hoping, obviously, with lockdown lifted all that. Oh, when you guys come over, I was going to say, yeah, "Brandon, you're on the squad list, mate." So this really, that's just like already there. No, you should have just handed him a, a schedule for training and and, and the match. <laughs> oh yeah, Brandon, I'll see you on Thursday, mate. All right. 
All right. Giving yeah. him a don't, helmet. Don't, don't be go. late. All right? It's a five-pound fine. None of that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, well, this is, this is going to be great. We're super excited, like I said. Just another way yeah. for us to immerse, learn, um, and have a connection on the ground, you know, like in you know, live in, in England. So, I, again, it's, it, you know, to Lee's point, we're not trying to say, hey, you, you got to have a second team now. It's just another way to learn and, and engage on a different way because, obviously, um, I think we hear a lot about how uh, non-league football fans, <clears throat> you know, especially right now, um, the connection with the club is different, and we have mm-hmm. such a, a connection from a far distance that it's a fun thing. So thanks, Louis, for letting us in, and we'll uh, we'll continue to update everyone from here. But that's it. That's going to wrap us up for our month in review. Uh, that's our Imperial Wharf update, and I think uh, that about does it, gentlemen. So Dan and Nick, thank you. Louis being an awesome guest. Listeners, you're the best part about it. Um, but... Uh, I don't, when is this even going to go out? Because we got Tuesday. Tuesday. So we're going to go match review this, and then you got the 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 Ren match. So look, just not, nothing but content coming at you guys. You I think this is going to be another stop. We don't stop. Four pod week, I think. So I hope you're uh, enjoying and, it. And we got Sheffield preview coming as well. I so. know. So like I said, I think we're going to hit four this week. Uh, so hope Kobe. you're enjoying it. Uh, but anyways, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, like I said, thank you, Louis, for jumping on. Uh, it's always uh, a fun time hanging out with you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's always fun hanging out with you guys as well. Good. Not Nick, though. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap us up, Chelsea fans. But you know what to do. Until next time. What the fuck? <laughs> no, you messed up again. Oh, my God. Oh, the fifth episode. That's, 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 that's your it. outro. Until oh, next oh time, my. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, Chelsea fans, you what to do. Keep the blue flag flying uh, high. I know, I got it. All oh right. my God. Anyway, I, it's in my head. I got to get it out. So, All right, anyways, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, enjoy the red match. Um, but that's all from us. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.